Welcome to Loving People to the Cross. I'm Pastor Tom Crandall. I'm so excited that you've joined us today. I hope and pray that this word from the Lord encourages you and uplifts you in your spirit. And I hope it draws you to walk closer with Him. Remember, after the podcast, stick around for one more message from me, your host, Pastor Tom Crandall. God bless you, my friend. This morning, I want to talk to you a little bit on a unique topic. I want you to take your Bibles. I want you to turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 7. Isaiah chapter 7. And before we go too deep into that, I want you to understand that there's a word here that's used, Emmanuel. And there's Emmanuel. And we all know that over time that that word essentially means what? God is with us or God with us. The word Emmanuel comes from the Greek rendering of two words. E, la, Emmanuel. Ela means God. Emmanuel means with us. And they took those two words, putting them together, God with us. So I thought I would share that with you this morning. And it's found either in the English translation as Emmanuel or Emmanuel. Those do mean the same thing. So I don't want you to be a little confused this morning as we dive into that. But we find it unique and fascinating this time of year that God loved his creation enough. A creation that he created in his own image. And we find it unique in translation as in there's so much controversy and so much talk. And we've seen it and we've heard it. And there's always that topic. Why we needed the Savior. And oftentimes when you ask a Christian, why did we need, you know, when a non-believer asks as a Christian, why did we need a Savior? The first thing that every Christian says, well, of course, for the forgiveness of our sins. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to enlighten you this morning that it was not only for the forgiveness of our sins. It goes so much deeper than that. So much deeper than that. Decades later, there's still the debate. Why did we need the Savior? This morning, I want you to travel with me into verse 14 as it says this. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a son. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. If you will, pray with me this morning. Father God, we come to you this morning, Lord. Lord, we say thank you for sending your son. Giving us Emmanuel. Father God, so many times that we get into this time of year and we get so tunnel vision on just the, the fact that we needed forgiveness, Father God, we forget so many other things that come into play. Lord, this morning I ask you to forgive us where we have failed thee. Move me out of the way. Let your word be spoke ever so true. In the sweet name of Jesus we pray. And the church said, Amen. If we read the Old Testament, the books of prophecy, we will see that it was told years before the, the birth of Christ. That, that there would be a, a child to come born of a virgin. And a lot of people ask that question, well, why Mary? That's a topic that we'll get into here before long. 
You know, we love that song. One of my favorite Christmas songs is Mary, Why Did You Know? Again, we're going to get into that. But this morning, I want to talk to you from this subject that we have debated for years and we've talked about for years. And it all leads back and we say the same thing over and over because we needed a savior. We needed forgiveness. We were a twisted, wicked people. However, that is true. But I want you to understand that we was looking at a time to where if we still had to do it today, it still wouldn't be enough. The bulls and the goats, the, the sacrifices, the offerings that we would send up would not be enough. I want you to catch this real quick. 613 laws, 10 commandments, okay? Everybody take your hand, do this, okay? You got 10 fingers, correct? Some of us, all of us, I hope. If you're missing one, use a toe. But I'm being serious, you got 10 fingers. All right, 10 fingers, take one away. Guess what? You're missing one, you're missing them all. 613 laws, you miss one, you miss them all. 10 commandments, you miss one, you miss them all. Why? Because sin is sin. Doesn't matter the label that we put on it. Today, society wants to label everything. You know, we, we even want labels ourselves. Well, I'm this and I'm that and I'm this. No, stop. It's not about the label content. It's about the fact that we will never get it right without Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us. It was an atoning sacrifice that he sent to the world. He became man. Now think about this. He became man, and as I was reading in my personal time, and I should have marked it, and I didn't, but as I was reading in my personal time last night, my personal study, I, I seen something so unique that he became man because he knew we wouldn't get it right. Now that's not scripture. That was something totally different, but as I was reading that, I was like, man, that's so true. We would never get it right without him. Then we see something happen in the book of Ezekiel. Then in Isaiah than in Exodus. We all see the same people talking to the same person, God. He became man, was tempted at all points, all points, and sin not. Then, then as we, we go forward, he says, why to his people, you shall live by not bread alone. He said, I am the living water. I am the living well. If you drink of me, you will never thirst again. We didn't, we didn't necessarily look at it as he is the stability of our life. He is the reason why we live. Emmanuel. We look at it and we, we, we look at the, the birth of Jesus foretold and all we think about is the manger. We think about the three wise men. We, we think about that and that is wonderful. I love the nativity. I love it. I look forward to it every year at Dyer CP when we roll through there. And Carrie will tell you, time we get to the end, I'm like, <laughs> because I get this. I understand this. How is it that I understand this? Because if it wasn't for him saying, you will never get it right. You're doing it wrong. You keep killing bulls and you keep sacrificing them and goats and all these things. And it's still not enough. So I'm going to send you a sacrifice, one that's pure, one that's unblemished. And you're going to hate him. Catch this now. This is real. And you're going to hate him. 
You're going to dislike him so much that when he's brought before you, you're going to say, turn loose a murderer and kill the innocent man. He's going to do marvelous things. He's going to do wondrous things in your sight. But you're not going to want him. You're going to want a murderer instead. Why? We think things have changed over the years. The only thing that has changed over the years is technology. I heard something yesterday and it speaks so ever true. If you forget history, you're doomed to repeat it. And we're doing the same thing. Nothing has changed. We're, we're looking at it and we're, we're thinking, why did you, Lord, why did you send your son? Oh, so we could be forgiven. That, that's a great part of it. That's a great aspect of it. But the real reason is not just for forgiveness. It's because he knew we would never get it right. It was a true sacrifice. One that was unblemished, unspotted. One that, that we look out across at and we say, Lord, if it wasn't for your son, whose blood was pure, whose blood can wash me and make me whiter than snow, I'd never get it right. We have people who assume that they could get it right on their own. My friend, I will tell you boldly this morning, and I'm not, I'm not saying this in arrogance or pride. I'm saying this with a broken and contrite heart when I tell you that this morning. There are so many people who think they can get it right without Jesus. And I promise you this, they are doomed to an eternity in hell. Hell is real as heaven is. Angels are as real as demons are. And we oftentimes forget the true aspect that when Jesus came, he came as a man. He walked this earth. He spoke to people. He had conversations with people. He preached boldly to people. Even as a child, his mother and his dad, could you imagine being Mary and Joseph as they're going, hey, you seen Jesus? No, I thought he was with you. No, he's not with me. I thought he was with you. Goodness, Joseph, how could you lose our son? How could you lose the son of God? Most children, 12 years old, you leave them somewhere, they're panicked. They're nervous. They go back to the temple. What is Jesus doing? Preaching. And he looks at him and he says, woman, why are you worried about? Don't you know I have to be about my father's business? He wasn't building tables, ladies and gentlemen. He was preaching. He was sharing the good news. We see oftentimes that we think of, of just the cross and just the forgiveness. That's why Jesus came. That's why we... We look at it as if it wasn't for him, we would all be doomed. And that's very, very true. But we have to realize that he not only come as a savior, but he come as a prime example of how we should walk, talk, and act. Some people say, well, you know, you don't understand what it's like to be me. You don't know what I go through. Da, 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 da. Look, I don't. I wish I, I, wish I could understand your hurt your pain or whatever it is that you may be going through but i can tell you this there is no burden too heavy there is no bridge too narrow that jesus can't walk with you we look at life and we get so aggravated sometimes that we forget the real meaning of christmas do you know that friday this past friday more people in the United States went into debt.
than there, there's been in years. Debt ratio went through the roof. It'll be that way for another year. Why? Because they want to give their child the most expensive, luxurious, or their spouse or their friend the most, most luxurious Christmas that they've ever had. They want to put all those gifts under the tree. Children, listen to me. It's not about the gifts. It's about Jesus. They want to do all of these things. They want to, want to make a, a, an example. They, they, hey, come and look what I did for you. When the reality is we should sit down and say, look what Jesus did for you. Look what God did for you because he loved us so much. The real story of Christmas should be told is for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That so whoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. It is not just simply forgiveness that we think about. Well, we needed a savior and God knew it. He did. But he also knew that we needed an example. Love what Paul says. He says, don't imitate me, but imitate me as I imitate Christ. I love that. It rings so true to me, Jerome, that I look at it and I think, man, you know, we, we remember the WW, uh, what would Jesus do bracelets? I, yeah, everybody remember those, the t-shirts, what would Jesus do? I've been reminded lately, what would Jesus say? Amen. And it's so humbling that when you think about that and you look at it and you go, Lord, this is why you sent your son. So I can rely on him to lead me, guide me, and direct me in all things that I do. We are not only in need of an Savior. I want you to look at somebody sitting next to you this morning and tell them, we wasn't just in need of a Savior, but we was in need of an example. Look at your friend or the neighbor and tell them, I am an example. It's the example that he sets before us right here. In this scripture. This says hold on a minute. Because I think sometimes. And I'm looking at you. Because I know you can throw something at me. If I get this wrong. I think sometimes. We miss the fact. That it's Emmanuel. God with us. We, we get down on our knees. Or we lay down at night. Or we sit down in our cars. Or trucks. Or whatever it is. And we begin to pray and we say, Lord, I come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. We need to realize that we're not only praying in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, but we're talking to Emmanuel, God with us. The prime example, the man that, that didn't, never, not one time, miss the mark. The one who said, I tell you what, I'm going to send you my son. And again, you're, you're not going to like him. He's going to heal your family. He's going to make the mute talk, the deaf hear, the lame to walk, the blind to see. Guess what else, y'all? He's going to raise the dead. And you're still not going to like him. I'll ask Mark if he would to play some music softly. And, and you're still not going to like him. You're, you're going to try to do everything 
that you know to do and you're still not going to like. He's going to do things in your life. He's going to He's going to set the example for you as how Christians should live. He's going, to, he's going to come to your funerals and He's going to mess them up. He's going to walk up to the, the tombs and He's going to say, Lazarus, come forth. But Lord, don't, we can't roll back the stone because surely He stinketh. Roll it back. He's going he's to walk and he's going to feel somebody grab the hem of his garment. Ladies and gentlemen, the same example that Christ set then is still available now because it is Emmanuel, God with us. It's an intercessor to go straight to the king, to enter the throne room boldly and graciously bow before him and say, Lord, I may not ever get it right. But thank God, Emmanuel is with us. Thank you, Lord. If you will, I want you to close your eyes and bow your hands. Hi, it's Pastor Tom. I hope and pray this message touched your heart and maybe even today you're asking yourself do i know jesus christ as my personal lord and savior you know oftentimes in life we find ourselves in the mix of life and life is hard it's difficult but if you've never trusted jesus christ as your personal lord and savior and today you say you know what i want to do that i want to accept jesus i want to know him on a more intimate level if that's you my friend today i want to pray with you Simply just pray this. Father God, I know I'm a sinner. I ask you to send Jesus to come and dwell in my heart and to be the Lord of my life. I know that I'm in need of a Savior, and without Him, I would be nothing. Amen. My friend, today, if you prayed that prayer, I want to hear from you. You can email me at pastortomcrandall at gmail.com. I want to hear from you. I want to send you a Bible. I want to send you some some information on how to continue to walk with Christ. I love you, my friend. All the angels in heaven are rejoicing with you. God bless you.